I want to read from uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 39. And uh, I'll read on. Last week we talked about uh, Zechariah's uh, Benedictus, it's called, uh, his, his, his benediction, and uh, how it must have felt for him uh, as he was instructed by the angel that, that uh, he was going to have a son at his very old age and his wife would become pregnant and, and, and uh, he wondered how that would happen and so the angel made him mute for <laughs> nine months. <laughs> uh, and so the first thing that he shared was this Benedictus, which is a powerful uh, scripture that we, we read every year at least. <laughs> And it's, uh, it's so exciting to, to read that. Well, I wanted to read Mary's, um, Mary's song of praise this morning. Their, their unusual focuses for this time of year, but, but um, I, I think they have significance for us. As we read from Luke uh, 1... Um, the thing that I, I was most struck with this year was, maybe it's because I just read that Matrix uh, verse 4 is coming out. <laughs> Matrix is a, a movie, and, and there's been four, uh, three of them before, and there's one coming out now. And a fella came by um, back in 1999, I think, Trevor, and told us that the Matrix was... was uh, a um, kind of a, a modern picture of the uh, the gospel message. The Matrix is a movie about people being imprisoned, uh, uh, kept uh, as batteries, you know, <laughs> um, energy sources for machines. And you know, I'm not going to spend time on it. I I don't ask you to go watch it, but there is a, a concept in it that is um, uh, very appropriate, I think, for when we read about Mary's, uh, Mary's song of praise. Uh, in the Matrix, all the humans, save a handful, um, uh, are in this thing they call the matrix. And the matrix is um, uh, normal life. You know, so you have this illusion of going through normal life, although you're, you're lying in, a <laughs> in, in like a coffin, sort of, uh, and they're sucking the life juices out of you. But, but um, uh, every, everyone is active within this illusion of normality and in that illusion we we see that it's 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 false it's all false and the hero um is uh he's taken out of it uh and and put into what what is what it really is reality it's not the illusion it's reality and in reality he can see what's actually happening there and he has 
these special powers because he is not in the illusion. He's, he's outside it, and so he can do all kinds of things that he wouldn't normally be able to do. Now, how do we translate that to what's here? You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing it a great disservice. I'm sure the movie is greater than all of that because it's... it's uh, they're making the fourth one, so it had to make some money somewhere. <laughs> they, don't, they don't do it unless it's, it's made money. Um, but it's the illusion, the illusion that, that things are normal. And it's the illusion that we have to deal with. We are eternal beings. But most of us do not live as eternal beings. We live as finite beings. Oh, one day I'm going to die, you know, 70 or 80 years or whatever it is. It's appointed for man once to die. And we live within that understanding. And yet, we all will live forever in one place or the other. Your choice, heaven or hell. Quickly now, which one do you want? <laughs> um, we, we live forever. That is the reality. Like, wh which one is more real? 70 or 80 years or a billion years? Quickly now. <laughs> the reality is that we are supernatural beings. We are eternal beings. And, and we have this incredible life available to us if we but open our eyes. I think that's one of the phrases they use in, in the Matrix is, you know, open your eyes, Neo, is what's come out of it. So if we would but open our eyes and see what God has given to us, we could live different lives. And yet we, what we choose to do is live lives of limitation, live lives of um, limited income, limited, limited love, limited uh, uh, relationships, limited whatever it is. It's all limited because we think that our lives are limited. And yet we are unlimited beings. So how, how, do, we, how do we look at that? Well, I, we're going to read about what Mary says this morning. And, and as we read it, remember that Mary is a woman, young woman, from the Middle East in 2,000 years ago. A woman at that time had no value except for uh, procreation. They were chattels. They belonged to a man. They had no right to to speak wisdom at the gates. They had they they had to do what they were told. They had to live where they were told. They had to, they would never accomplish anything like what a man would do. And that's the world that this Mary grew up in. She is hearing the angel Gabriel speak to her. We won't read that. It's, it's just before we pick it up. But the angel Gabriel speaks to her and tells her that she will give birth to the, 
the Messiah. And, and, and she doesn't say, oh, no, I'm not worthy. And, you know, that, you know, the, she, she says, be it unto me as you have said. Like, that's, that's a very brave statement back then. Very brave. It, it's, it's, she was able to do something phenomenal. But she hears all of this through the, the paradigm, through the filter of an, an Old Testament woman who, who had to live in essentially servitude, there to serve the man that she would marry. And so all of this stuff that the angel speaks to her and all that she hears is, is hard for her to hear. Now the angel, when, when he tells her that, that she's about to be impregnated, says, I'll show you that nothing is impossible for your cousin Elizabeth, who is very old, <laughs> will, will, will have a baby. And so Mary's thinking, whoa, that's a pretty good sign. That's pretty amazing. She was, Elizabeth was well past the age where she would be able to give birth naturally. But nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. And, and the angel Gabriel is clear on that when he talks to Mary. Nothing is impossible. And so Mary hears it. <laughs> And with that, she, she starts to do this stuff. So, so Mary's just heard from the angel and heard that her cousin Elizabeth is going to be impregnated. So Mary, uh, in those days, verse 39 of uh, Luke 1, in those days Mary arose and went with haste to the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. That's her cousin. Zechariah was the, the priest, right? And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. The baby, the baby responded. Now, this is not a clump of tissue in, the, in, her, in, her, in her womb. This is a baby, a human child that is responding to the presence of the Most High. The baby leapt in her womb and, and is the very first one to recognize the Messiah. A, a fetus, they would call him. Anyway, that's a whole nother day and a whole nother dollar. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believes that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord, just honoring her. Now, we'll carry on. And Mary said, and this is, this is uh, where I wanted to be today, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. 
For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Oh, she, she really heard. She recognized what was, all generations will call me blessed. That was something that was not available to a woman then, especially a woman of low estate like she was. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. This is, she's starting to get that, that God is turning the world right side up. That's his plan. So he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. The ones that were humble, he's bringing up. And the, the haughty, rich ones, he's bringing down. The way, the way a just world should be. For until this time, it was, it was normal and clear that the rich would... would <laughs> Oppress the humble and the poor. Okay, so we'll pick it up at uh, verse 53. He has filled the hungry with good things. Oh, thank you, Lord. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever, and Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Oh, Mary catches something there that is, is absolutely astounding. It's like she was given the opportunity to see past the matrix, if you'll excuse that. Shouldn't be in the pulpit here, but she, she, she saw past the stuff that she's being fed, the falsehood, the falsehood where, where the greedy and the, the rich uh, are, are the ones in charge. God's plan, God's kingdom is where, where even the humble, even the poor, even the unlovely are given a chance. Where, where the unlovely and the the, um, the, the outcast is exalted. Jesus had such compassion for uh, people that were disabled, um, people that were dead, <laughs> like Lazarus, people that, that were the outcasts of society, like, like the, the leper. When, when Jesus lived, it was illegal to touch a leper. That's as what, what it says in the Old Testament, that you, you, if you do, you're unclean, you have, to be, you have to move yourself outside the city for a week. But Jesus not only touched him, but, but made the leper whole so that he was no longer a leper, <laughs> so that he was clean. And, and that's the New Testament. That's, that's God's kingdom come upon us and how massive that is. That's, that's what he's called us to. That is the 
reality that we're dealing with. But most of us don't get that reality. We think that this flesh and bone thing that I have here that limits me is reality. It's not. There is so much more available if we will open our spiritual eyes. He has so much for us, so much available to us if we will not limit ourselves and not limit ourselves to the lies that we're being fed. Now you can take that however you want. <laughs> if you've been around a while, you know what I think of the propaganda we're being fed by the, the governments of the day. But I'm not going to focus on that today. I want to know there's a bigger picture here. There is a bigger picture for all of us if we will catch it and, and just try and live outside of this thing. Now, is it something that you can just jump into? Well, I read it, and now I want to make the declarations, and I'm going to live outside of the matrix. <laughs> I'm going to live outside of the lies, and I'm going to go and heal everybody. Well, you have to take it one step at a time. You have to take it a, a little at a time, and you have to be able to hold on to whatever territory it is that you're taking. So you start to give. And as you start to give, there's a challenge there. Oh, I don't have enough at the end of this month. But yet God gets you through. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and we thank him for that. And then we go through another month, and we find that it's not quite as hard. The territory we're taking is a little at a time. And then we notice that there's a little bit of money trickling in from another source. Oh, I can, I can be generous with that too. And so we st this is just one area, but, but all of the areas in the kingdom are like it. Every area of your life has a, a territory for you to take. Your love for your spouse or your children your relationships around you. There are things that we can, territory that we can take if we'll but be generous and believe God and begin to move out. Can you rule the world in a day? No. Can you, can you live fully in the kingdom in a day? No. <laughs> but you can begin to live the kingdom a step at a time. For every Every place where your foot shall tread, I shall give unto you. That's your territory. And it's yours to keep, and you have to be able to hold on to it. It would be very easy for God to, to put us in charge of cities, each one of us. But being able to hold on to that city, when we have no clue about what it all it takes, would be too much for most of us. We have to take it a little at a time a step at a time, and begin to see with spiritual eyes the things that are available to us. Oh, you're going to back my play, God. You're actually going to be there. And so as we begin to, to give, as we begin to believe, as we begin to have faith, he starts to back our play. Is it always easy? No. <laughs> Would you be tested? Yes. Is there an enemy that doesn't want you moving ahead? Absolutely. But does that mean that we should not go ahead? No way. For who you really are, who you really are is a person of destiny, 
a person of incredible worth, a person who has value beyond anything that you could ever imagine. You have been beaten down your entire life to believe that you are less than. But God sees you with favor. He saw Mary with favor and that opened up the, <laughs> the floodgates for us all. Will we believe that we have favor? Will we believe that he favors us and will actually be with us as we move through this stuff? That's our task and that's our undertaking. We are called to live as supernatural beings. There is, there is no limit. Christine, you can um, go and tell them to. I, I think I've used my time so I <laughs> as the filler. So, when God favors us, God is offering us the gift of grace. Grace is the love of God shown to the unlovely, the peace of God given to the restless, and the unmerited favor of God. He offers us that as children of the Most High. Hi, Eden. <laughs> Is everybody ready to come up? You think, you think they're all ready? Okay. <laughs> we all have the opportunity to live like Mary. Mary simply, like she, she lived a life filled with well, you'll never amount to anything. Well, no, you can't be educated. You can't, you can't achieve. You can't, you can't do the things that you want to do, right? You can't, a woman can't do that. And you can, you can put any name on that. A woman can't do that. A woman is, is made to breed, and that's it. That's what she grew up with. And yet she's able to say, as you say, so be it unto me. Trusting God. And we have a whole book full of his promises. If we can just pick it up and say, Lord, that promise, it, it, it just speaks to my heart. So be it unto me. Yes. And have that simple faith, that simple understanding that God is able to take me to that place where I can actually live in this, where I can actually move in this, where I can be a blessing to people and not self-isolating, <laughs> not, not by myself in a cave somewhere, where we can be a blessing to people, we can, we can give to people. God loves people, and he's called us to love people. But we're so busy taking care of ourselves these days because we're so afraid that there's no time for that, no thought for that. God wants us to believe him and move outside of that, to love one another, to love our families, to love our, our spouse, our children, the way they deserve to be loved. He has so much for us, so much, if we can but believe that.